Well, how many, let me ask you a question from the beginning. How many of you are parents? Your parents in here? Yeah, a bunch of us are, are parents, right? One of the things that, that is true for all parents is that parents, parents know their kids' voice, right? Like every parent knows the, the voice of their, of their children. They can pick out their screaming kid amongst a crowd, right? Anywhere, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how many other kids are screaming, right? Like every mom, there's just something about them. They're like, that's mine. I'll be back in a minute, right? And, and you just know. You can pick them out and, and you just go and, and deal with it. When, you're, when your first child is born, right, and, and you bring them home, you don't sleep. You, you don't. And, and most of it is because, because you're scared, right? Like you're, just, you're just terrified because nobody prepared you for this. Like there's no class that sets you up. There's no, there's no manual to read. And so you come home and you, you just stay awake and you're listening for everything, right? Like that breath was longer than the last one, right? Like uh, should we be concerned? Like what should we, what should we do about that? They may be small, right? But as soon as they come home, they're calling the shots and everything in, your, everything in your house gets turned upside down. And so you end up as a parent, you start sleeping in like Olympic spandex with your Nikes on because you're like, I gotta be, I gotta be able to get there quick, right? And to respond to the needs of, of this new child. I remember when we brought Ty home, and, uh, and Laura and I, uh, before, before we got him home, we, we had a plan, right? And there was a, we put a plan in place. Um, we both had jobs. My job was when Ty cried was to go get him and to bring him to Laura. She would feed him, and I would take him back, right? They were very clearly laid out roles in terms of who was going to do, do what part. And, and so um, we brought him home, right? And we, I, was, I went into training. I was ready to go. I knew exactly what to do. And and that first night, right, that, that very first night, I remember, I remember he, he starts crying and, and boom, I jump into action and I went and got him and took him to Laura back. Like everything was great, right? And we, we did that a, a couple times during the night and it was good. We were exhausted, but, but we survived, right? It was, it was a good deal. Night seven, right? By night seven, I had figured out how many steps it would take, right? And went before I had to turn left and which direction I needed. So I could still be sleeping while I went to get him and take him to Laura and then take him back, right? And so, so my plan, that, that part was working, was working real well. Um, still not sleeping much, but, but we're hanging in there. By night 14, I didn't hear him crying anymore, right? Like, I, I just stopped hearing him crying. And, and I remember that day. I remember waking up the next morning so refreshed and so, so excited. I was like, we all slept through the night, right? I mean, this is incredible until I, until I saw Laura staring back at me. And it was with that, that look that she gives me often that says, you're an idiot, right? Like, it was, it was, that, it was that look. And, and she, said, she said, I got up and fed him three times by myself, right? And through the night, and I was like, Oh, like I, I stopped. I stopped hearing him crying. I became a, immune to it, right? And I, and I also gave up my, my Father of the Year award, right? Like uh, that very night, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. It's, it's, it's over for me. See, a good parent, a good parent knows the voice of their child, right? They know they can hear it. It's distinguishable. It's different than, than every other voice. The opposite is also true. Every kid knows their parents' voice, right? Every single one of us is a kid. Every, every kid knows their parents' voice. In fact, growing up, it doesn't take long to realize that, that there's a, a couple of indicators as to what my mom, what my mom wanted. And, and one was the name that she used. The, the second was the, the volume of her voice, right? And, and I, knew, I knew what she wanted. When she said, Mikey, come here, right? My middle name is Michael, and, and so that was kind of what she called me. It was kind of her, her little pet name for me, right? When, when she said Mikey, things were good, right? Like she had baked cookies or something, and I knew that, I knew I was in a good place, and I wanted to respond to that. When she said, Donnie, come here, 
That one was up in the air, right? Like that was kind of a 50-50. That could go either way, right? You begun running the list in your head. You're like, how many, what did I do today? What didn't I do today, right? You're starting to kind of do that, that quick evaluation part in, in your mind. When Donald came out, right? Like, that's a, that's a whole different deal. Now, first of all, that is, that is my given name, right? Which is so unfortunate, right? My association is either with a duck or a president. And I'm not sure that, I don't know if either's good, right? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It could, it could go either way. But when I heard Donald, right, I knew things were serious. And I probably needed a witness with me, right? Because I, I, knew, I knew things weren't going to go down so well. When I got Donald Michael Peters, right? That's that all that needed to be said, right? There, there was no come here. It was implied, right? In, in, all three, in all three names. And so I would run, not to her, away, right? As far and as fast as I could. I remember the very first time that I got all three names. I got saved right there in that moment because I'm like, Jesus, I'm coming home, right? Like, she's about to end me. Like, this is, this is it, right? Like, oh, let's just get this settled right now. Communication in our relationships with people is absolutely essential, isn't it? The same is true in our relationship with God. See, God, God knows our voice, but God also wants us to hear his voice. He wants us to learn to hear what it is that he is saying to us and, and when he is speaking to us. But I wonder if, if God doesn't feel a lot of times like, like this clip from Three Amigos. Check out this video. wonder if that's, if that's not true. We're in week two of our series called Living Your Best Life, and, and in this series we're talking about how do we, how do, we do that, right? We, last week we, we talked about how do we set goals in our lives that cause us to trust God, because none of us want to get to the end of our lives and, and have a life filled with regrets or the desire for do-overs, and so we're basing it on, on this couple verses from Proverbs chapter three, and it says this, trust God from the bottom of your heart. And don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. And so today we're going to talk about how, how do we hear God's voice, right? How, how do we know? This is probably the number one question that I get on, on a regular basis from people um, at our campuses. How do we know that it's God that's speaking to us and, and not the burrito that I ate last night, right? Like how, how do I know the difference between that? See, when it comes to, to hearing God's voice, I think for a lot of us, some of us are, are scared to hear God's voice because we're not sure exactly what he's going to say. We're, we're not sure what it is that God is going to ask me to, to do. Most of us, most of us are just confused when it, when it comes to God's voice because there there's so many voices, right? So much noise out there, so many other competing distractions in our lives that tend to kind of mislead us and guide us in different directions. In fact, I think 
I think there's several misconceptions on what God's voice sounds like, right, and how God speaks to us. For some of us, we think that God is, is the mumbling God, right? And that's it. Have you ever had a conversation with someone who mumbles, right? You're like, hey, dude, how, how's your day going? And they're like, <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> right? Or like, did you see the game last night? And they're like, nah. And you're like, I, I don't. What do you do? Anyone have a kid that mumbles? Right? Ty went through a season of mumbling in his life from like 2004 to yesterday, right? Like it's just, it's just a thing, especially after baseball games, right? And I'd be like, dude, I'm sorry you lost, but hey, you, you played really well. Are, are you hungry? Can I, can I get you some food? It's like, I'll give you $100 if you just say a real word, right? Like just one, one real word. Like I'll, I'm willing to pay for it. Conversations with a, with a mumbler, right? They're, they're so torturous because you're like, awesome. I don't know what I just agreed to, right? Like I, I, don't, know, I don't know what it is that you're saying. And some of us think that God is a, a mumbler, that God's talking to us, but I just can't understand what it is that he's saying. For some of us, we think God is like the, the texting God, right? That, that when, you know, you text someone using the Lord's phone, right, an iPhone, and, and you text them, and, and then you're waiting to get a response back, and you see the three little dots, right, that tells you that they're, they're typing something, right, that they're, they're texting something, and, and then you just wait, right? And you wait, and you, you keep waiting, and you start to get more and more frustrated, and more and more, like, you're like, why is it taking so long? Why, why don't they hurry up? Why don't they answer what, what I don't understand? And then you begin to wonder, well, maybe they're just messing with me, right? Like, they just put a couple letters in, and they're like, that'll entertain him for a while, right? And they're like, are they messing with me right now? And some of us think that God is like that. Like, God, I, I need an answer. I need help with this decision in my life. I need it right now. And if God doesn't answer in like three seconds, you're like, well, that's it. I'm done, right? I, I tried, and God just, doesn't, God just doesn't speak to me. Some of us think that God is the hard of hearing God. That maybe he just can't hear me, right? And so what if I speak louder, right? Like, and we'll do whatever it takes to try and get God's attention. Like, God, are, are you there, right? Because, because we come to this conclusion very quickly that, that maybe God just doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about my situation, right? Because he's a hard-of-hearing God. He just doesn't seem to ever answer. Yeah, I don't think he hears what I'm asking for. Some of us think he's the, the confused God, right? That you ask God for something, and, and you feel like he, he very clearly tells you that you should go in this direction, right? This is the decision that you should make. And, and you feel good about it until, until the next day. And the next day, all of a sudden, you get a sign, right? And that, and that sign is pointing you in a different direction. All of a sudden, you're like, well, I thought I was going to, but now... I, oh, I don't know which way to go, right? I don't know what to, what to do. In high school, I, I, had, um, I had a friend of mine that called his dog Stay. That was his name. And so he'd be like, come here, Stay. Stay, come here, right? And the dog would be like, do, uh, do I, I don't know what to do, right? And, and some of us feel like that's what God's like. He's, like. he's like the confused God. He tells us to go one way, and then the next day he changes his mind, and, and we just don't know which, what we're supposed to, to do. Last one is, is bullhorn God. Right? Some of us think that God is, is kind of like a bullhorn, right? It's, it's so awesome. It's so awesome to have a bullhorn in your hand when you're a touch ADD, right? Because, like, anything could happen at this point, right? It's like a party waiting to happen. You're like, you're like what's up? Right? Like, or, there's all kinds of fun, like, sounds on here that we can make happen. Like, that's, that's annoying, right? Like, there's all kinds of things that we have in our life. Some of us, some of us think that God is, is like bullhorn God. You. Y yeah, you. You in the blue shirt. Right, over there at, at Whole Foods, next to the avocado, right? Like, I'm talking to you. Go to China. Put it down now. Go. I need you to go now, right? And for some of us, we feel like that God is, is just yelling at us. Some of us, we don't know what to do, and you're like, what are you waiting for? 
I'm waiting for bullhorn God, right? And, and you're just waiting. For, maybe I should give this to Ty, right? Maybe, maybe it would help with the mumbling. It would just make his mumbling louder, right? That, that probably wouldn't, wouldn't help. Right? And for some of us, we're, we're, in, we're in this place. Can I tell you the truth? Truth is this. God is speaking to you. And God has a very clear voice. In fact, God wants you to hear him. He wants you to, to obey him with your life. He's not playing games with you. He's not mumbling God, right? And then watching you, I don't know what to do. He's not confused God that's changing his mind and going back and forth and back and forth because he thinks it's funny to watch you try and figure it out. He's not yelling at you because he's angry with you or upset with you. That's not, that's not a loving God. And that's not, that's not how God speaks to us. In fact, God wants you to know what he wants you to know more than, more than you even want to know it. So we're going to take a look at a passage today that I think is going to help us understand how it is that God speaks to us, and then we're going to talk about some very practical ways that we can learn how to hear God in our lives. If you have your Bible, I'd love for you to turn with me to Mark chapter 4. That's where we're going to hang out for a little while today. If you didn't bring a Bible, that's okay. You can follow along on the side screens. We're going to put the, uh, the passages up there, or you can download our app as well. There's a place where you can take notes, you can send them to yourself. As you're turning to Mark 4, let me just give you a little bit of background very quickly. Um, Jesus is hanging out with his disciples, and, and like normally happened around Jesus, is this crowd begins to gather, right? Because people had heard the things that he had taught, and they saw the miracles that he had been doing, and, and so these people, they're starting to gather around Jesus. And so Jesus begins to, to speak to them, but, but this time is a little different than the other times, right? In fact, in, in Mark 4, this time Jesus speaks in a, in a parable. Now, a parable is really, it's a truth of God, right? It's a, it's a big God truth. It's something that, that he wants us to know and wants us to understand, but he tells it in a, in a very simple, everyday story, right? So, so we can understand what it is that God wants to say to us. Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 3, says this. This is Jesus. He says, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed, and as he scattered it across his now let me just stop there for a sec, because we don't have time to read this entire parable, right, this story that, that Jesus tells, but, but let me kind of break it down for you and, and just kind of share what happened. There, there's a farmer, right, that we just read, and, and that represents God, and he's going around and he's scattering seed all over the place, right? He's sharing his truth. He wants people to know him and to understand him and to be in relationship with him. And, and he shares, Jesus goes on to talk about these four different kinds of soil, right, where the seed is falling. And they represent four different conditions of hearts, right? The way in which we receive God's truth when he shares it with us. And so the one, it said it fell, that it fell on the pathway, right? Kind of like the, the sidewalk where people walked. And so it was so, so packed down and so hard that that seed would just kind of lay on top. It, it, it couldn't penetrate the soil. There, there was nothing that it could do. And, and so it would just kind of, that was it. It would just kind of lay there. It talked about the shallow soil. And the shallow soil, it just, it's that, right? It wasn't deep enough, so there wasn't room for the roots to go down deep. And so when the, when the sun came up the next day, it, it, it burnt out the plant, and, and it would die, and, and there'd be nothing left. He talked about the thorny soil. There was soil that was so full of weeds that even though the seed fell in there, right, there were other things, there were other distractions, there were other things that, that were more important, and they would take the nutrients and the good stuff out of the soil, and so, so the plants didn't work there either. And finally, he said there was good soil. And when the seed fell on that good soil, right, it produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times more than what was planted. And then Jesus says this in Mark chapter 4, verse 9. He said this, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Right? 
this is more than just hearing words, right? It's not just a, hey, hey, guys, pay, pay attention to me, right? It's not snapping fingers like teacher in school, like, hey, 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 guys, listen up, listen up, listen up. Like, it's not that. It's, it's, the word literally means that you should listen, you should understand, and, and you should do, right? You should apply this to your life. You should make sure that this is something you're hearing, and you're getting it, and then you're living this out every day. See, and the disciples, they, they admit, they're like, Jesus, we don't understand. We don't understand this new story that you're telling. We, we don't get it. And so Jesus pulls them aside because he's not, he's not hiding the truth from them. Right? He wants them to have an understanding. He wants them to know what it is that he's sharing. And so he literally goes through the story again with the disciples and, and he explains it to them. And then he tells this other little story and he says that you wouldn't light a lamp right, and then hide it under a bed. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't light it up and then hide it. You would light it up and you'd put it in a place where it would light up the room. And, and, and basically what he's saying is that if you search for God, if you ask God for clarity, for wisdom, for understanding in your life, he's going to help you. He wants to help you. He's going to speak to you. He wants you to understand what it is that he's saying to you. See, in this parable, God knew that three of the four types of soil, right, that, that they weren't good. They, they weren't going to produce a crop. There was going to be no harvest from those soils. But he didn't say, well, because I know it's not going to work, I'm, I'm not going to bother scattering seed there. He didn't do that, right? He went around, he scattered seed, even in the soil that, that wasn't good, because, because it didn't stop him, right? Because he wanted every soil to have a chance to respond. And I think what this point is, is that he's saying, I, I want to make myself available to everyone. That everyone has a chance to hear me, to understand me, to know the truth, to know the plan that I have for your life. The issue is, are we willing to receive it? Are we willing to receive him, right? Are we open to what it is that God is trying to say to us? So then he, he jumps down a few verses, and look what Jesus said in verse 23. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. Jesus repeats verse 9 again, right? Which, which is Jesus' way of saying, guys, this is important. This is important for you to understand, right? That, that you need to listen and you need to understand. It, listen and, and take it in and, and make it a, applied to your life, right? That you should live this out. You should obey. And so Jesus' goal here is that, is that everyone hears from God. Is that, that we have an understanding of God so that we can be and then we can do what it is that God has planned for our lives. And so let me just give you a couple observations from these, these last couple verses that we just looked at. Here's the first one. God wants you to, to hear from him, right? God wants you to hear from him. Look at, at verse 23 again. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. See, let me, let me show you even how, how far God is willing to go to get our attention, right? How far God's willing to go to, to speak to us. Uh, in, in Exodus chapter 3, right? You don't have to flip there. You can just follow along on the screens. It's just a couple of verses. But, but this is part of Moses' story. And even if you've never been to church before, you probably at least heard of Moses, right? Charlton Heston. And then so you probably heard of, of him. And then this is Moses. And it says, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he had led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. And so Moses thought, I will go over and see this, this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. And when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. 
So what I love about this story is that God's willing to, he's willing to do whatever it takes, right, to, to get our attention. Sometimes God's willing to go, like, far out there, like, like setting, setting a bush on fire that's not actually burning up, right? But, but just to get Moses' attention, sometimes it's as personal as calling out his name. What this story shows us is that God has a variety of ways of, of speaking to us. In fact, God may not use the, the same way every time. God will always speak through his word, right? His word that he has given to us, God is always going to, to speak to us through that. That's why we encourage you all the time that you should be reading it every single day. It's that important because if you want to know what God is saying, he, he wrote down a bunch of stuff, right, that will help us. Everything that we need to know to understand him, right, is, is here. God also speaks through his, his spirit. When you put your trust in Jesus, God gives you his spirit to live inside of you, and, and, and God will speak to you through it. Now, the spirit speaks to you in different ways. Sometimes it may be through your conscience, right? It's that, that voice that, that you know, like, these are right things to do, and these are wrong things to do. Like, there's so much stuff in our lives. We don't have to be taught, right? You just know that I, I shouldn't do that, right? Or I should do that. That's, that's God's spirit speaking to you. Sometimes it's even through dreams. When I was at Saddleback, Rick Warren taught me to, when I have a problem in my life, when there's something that, um, that I need a solution to, I need wisdom, I, I can't figure it out on my own. I've tried, right? I've tried to figure it out. I don't know what decision to make or which direction to go in. Um, that what I do is I, I pray for God to give me a solution, right? And God, this is, this is bigger than me. I've tried it myself. I don't know what to do. So God, I, I need your help with this. I need wisdom. I need guidance. I need direction. And then I go to sleep. That's, that's what I do. I, I pray that prayer before I go to bed, and then, and then I just, I go to sleep, right? And because I'm going to rest because, God, it's out of my hands now, right? Like, I don't know what else there is to do. It's, it's yours. It's your issue. It's your, I need you to help me. And so, God, I'm going to give that to you, and I'm just going to rest in you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you with this. So many times, God wakes me up, right, with, with, an, with an answer, not always convenient, right? Because you don't get a good night's sleep necessarily that way. But, but he, would, he wakes me up so many times, especially when, I, when I'm trying to work on a message, right? There's so many times where I'm like, God, I, I don't know, what is it that you want me to say? Or how do these parts go together? Or, or what's the most important thing here? Or help, help me with that. And, and God will wake me up in the middle of the night. And, and it's just like with, with clarity, I'm like, oh, now I know what to say. I, I know how you want me to, to do this. Right, and, and I'll write it down, I'll, I'll put it in my phone, and the next morning I have to try and interpret it, right? Because half the time I have no idea what I, what I wrote down. But, but, right, but, but God will speak to us in that way. Sometimes God speaks to us through an audible voice. I've never heard it. I've never heard a, a, the voice of the Lord, right? Like, I've never heard God, like, Donnie, right? Like, I've never, I've never heard that before, but some, some of you have. Some of you, I, I, that's just not how God speaks to me. Often, God speaks through other people. Right, which is, which is why you need to choose carefully who you surround yourself with, right? Like, like don't, don't surround yourself with morons, right? Like, put people around you that are wise and, and love Jesus, right, that are, and, and care about you, that are going to help you make, make good decisions in your life because they've got a different perspective, right? They're not in the middle of, of that situation like yours. See, here's the point. God wants you to hear from him. God may change up how he speaks to you because he wants us to, to learn how to listen. He wants, to, he wants us to grow our listening skills. But he is always speaking to us. In fact, look at, look at what Jesus said in John 16, verse 13. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. See, God gave us his, our own personal guide for life, right? The, the, the spirit's job, one of his jobs is to, to tell us what is true. 
And, and, and you can trust it because he's never going to contradict God's word, right? If you hear something and it contradicts what's written in God's word, which is why you need to read it and know it, well, then you know, okay, well, that, that wasn't from God, right? But you, you can trust God's spirit in that. He's never going to contradict his word. But he's going to show us who needs help in our lives. He's going to actively be removing obstacles in our lives. And then he's going to give us everything we need to, to play that out, right? To, to do something about that situation. See, God wants you to hear from him. Here's another observation. You have to choose to listen for God's voice. Listening for God's voice, it's a choice that we have to make. Look at verse 24. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. Pay, pay close attention to what you hear. When Moses heard God speaking through that, through that burning bush, right, he, he chose to listen. You, you can imagine if Moses is out there and, and there's sheep all over the place, right? Like they're making all their, their sheepy noises, right? Like they're, they're buying and doing whatever they're doing. And maybe Mrs. Moses was yelling from home, right? Like, lunch is ready. Like, come here. Like, maybe he's on his phone playing games, like all kinds of different things. And, and, but he chose, he chose to listen. When God called his name, Moses responded to him. You ever had a voice kind of talk to you? When you, maybe you're, you're driving home and, and you pull off that off-ramp off the highway and there's, there's someone at the bottom of the ramp, right, that, that's asking for money. Have you ever had that voice saying you, you should give them something? You ever, you ever hear that voice, right, when you're talking to a coworker and, and they're just telling you about, about this, this need that they have in their lives and something that's going on? You ever hear that voice saying you should, you should respond to that? Maybe it's when you're driving home and you see that neighbor, right, and, and you, that you've never had a, a conversation shorter than 45 minutes, right, and you've just had one of those days and you just want to wave and pull in the driveway and lower the door, right, and you, just, you don't want to deal with it, but you hear that voice saying, now go talk to them. What do you do with that? See, Moses, he, he chose to listen. Several years ago when I was in uh, student ministry, um, we, were, uh, we were at an event, and, and it was the end of the event, and a mom came to, uh, to pick up her daughter. And, uh, and I was asking how they were doing, and, and eventually, reluctantly, the, the mom said, well, after, after tonight, we're going, to be, we're going to be homeless. It was a single mom with two, two kids, right? And, and I clearly heard God, right? I, again, I've never heard a voice, right? But, but I just knew it. I clearly heard God say, Donna, you have room in that house that I've provided for you. And, and please hear me, I don't share this to be the hero of the story, because if I'm honest with you, right, immediately what, what flooded my mind were all kinds of reasons of why, why this was a terrible idea, right? Like, God, I don't really know them, right? Like, I, I don't know what their intentions are. I, I don't know them at all. And this is going to impact Laura and Ty big time, right, to have all these other people in, in our house. And I'm going to have to share my peanut M&Ms with them. And I don't like doing that with anybody, right? Like, all of these selfish things. And I, and I told Laura what, what I thought God was saying, and she's way more spiritual than I am, right? She was like, of course we're going to do that. And, and so they came and they lived with us. And God taught us so much over those next few months, right, of them being in our, in our house. And, and, and all I know is that God clearly spoke. But I had a choice as to whether I was going to listen or not. See, God's always speaking. And hearing God's voice, it's, it's 100% our choice as to whether we're willing to listen. Here's one more observation. You have to come close to hear God better. See, listening to God, it requires this, this choice that we have to make. We've got to be deliberate because there's so much noise in our lives, right? So many competing voices all around us. that We've got to learn how to block those things out. We've got to learn how to minimize those external noises. It's not easy, right? But it's possible so that we can hear God's voice. Look at verse 24. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given, and you will receive even more. 
And so we see Moses, right, when he sees this bush on fire, right, and, 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 and it's this crazy, crazy deal. He doesn't run away. He doesn't turn his back on it. He actually went in for a closer look. And that's when God spoke to him. See, God wants us to lean in. He wants us to, to listen to him. Because the more we lean in and the, the closer we get to him, the more intimate our relationship becomes. And the easier it is for us to hear and recognize his voice, and the faster it makes us to be able to understand and to respond to him. We have a situation that happens pretty much every week in our house, right? We've got, we've got a loft upstairs in our house, and Ty is basically, he's taking it over as like his man cave, right? He basically like lives there. And so every week there, there's this thing that happens where Laura and I are usually downstairs, and Ty is, is upstairs, and there's always like all kinds of external noise, right? There's like cars driving by, and dogs barking, and people mowing their lawns, right? And the TVs are on, or air conditioner, whatever it is. There's always this, this noise that's happening, right? These external things. And inevitably, all of a sudden, there will be a voice that will yell down from, from upstairs, right? But, but I can't understand what it is that he's saying, right? I only catch like, a, like three words of it, right? It's stuff like, like, taco, refrigerator, hurry! And I'm like, what? Is there a taco like pinned under the refrigerator? Like, I don't, I don't, what does that, what does that mean? Or biology, Africa, Thursday. And I'm like, do you have a field trip to Africa? Like, I don't, what are you, what are you trying to, to say to us? And, and it always ends the same way. It ends with me saying, son, I need you to come closer, right? Like, I need you to come here so that I can, so that I can understand you. Too often in our lives, we're just too far away from God. And so we only hear part of what God's saying, or, or maybe that's why it sounds like God's mumbling, or maybe that's why we hear different messages from God. It's not that God's not speaking, it's just that we've become so far away from him that it's hard for us to understand what he's saying. See, to hear God's voice, you need to be willing to turn off those other distractions and to dedicate some time to sit in silence and to, to listen to him. See, before moving from here, I need to take time to hear what God's saying to me. So how do we do this? How do we hear God's voice? Let me give you seven things real, real quick. These are super easy, but, but it is something that I was taught by, by a pastor, right, of how to hear God's voice in my life. And so let me give you these real fast. The first one's this. Believe that God wants to speak to you. Right? This is always the first step, is there has to be a, a faith element to this. John 10, verse 3, the gatekeeper, this is Jesus talking about himself, and it says he opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. See, some of you don't believe that God wants to speak to you because of what you've done in your past or what you did last week or, or even last night, right? There's no way that God wants to speak to me. No, he, he does because he wants a relationship with you. That's why he sent Jesus. That, that's why Jesus, that's why he took your sin upon himself, right? That's why he, why he died in your place. Because God doesn't want you to keep on struggling. He doesn't want you stumbling along in the brokenness of your life. He wants you to recognize that you can be forgiven and set free and live alive in a relationship with him. See, and it's the key to every good relationship is, is communication, right? It's, it's talking back and forth. And so you can be confident that God has something to say to you and that it's good, right? that God wants what's best for your life. Otherwise, why bother having a plan, right? Why, why would God go to all the work of having a plan for your life if he didn't want to share it with you? He loves you. He wants your best life, and, and he knows what that is for you. So we can live in anticipation, not that God might speak to us, but we can live in anticipation that God wants to speak to me. Here's a second one. You come to God with a clean heart. So you got, your, you got to get yourself ready. 
I love this psalm. Psalm 66, verse 18 says this. If I had not confessed the sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God did listen. He paid attention to my prayer. Praise God who did not ignore my prayer or withdraw his unfailing love from me. What if you could have dinner with your favorite person, right? Your favorite celebrity or, 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 or someone famous, right? That person that you've always wanted to meet. Like, imagine you had a chance to go have dinner with them. Do you, would you just go, like, as you are, like, you just mowed the lawn, and now I'm not, I'm just, I'm time to jump in the car and go, right? Would you do, or would you at least, like, shower or maybe shave or something first? Would you, would you just pick up the, the thing, the shirt that's on top of the pile and kind of do the, yeah, good enough, right? Like, or, or would you choose, like, your best clothes and make sure they were washed or, or pressed or maybe even, maybe even go buy something new, right? What if they turned it around and said, we can't have it at my house anymore. I've got to come to your house. And now you're like, Oprah's coming to my house, right? Like, a, like would you just sell your house and buy a new one? Like, like what, would you, what would you do in, in that moment? Shouldn't it be the same with God? See, God doesn't care about our clothes. He's not worried about what we look like on the outside, but he does care about our heart. See, is there anything in there that shouldn't be there? Anything that we need to confess to him? Because I love this incredible promise in, in, in this verse, right? That no matter what you tell him, no matter what it is that you confess to him, he won't remove his unfailing love from you. He's not a God who sulks. He's not a God who gives you the, the silent treatment. But you've got to come to him with a clean heart. Third one is this. Spend time reading God's word and in prayer. See, God's told us everything we need to know about him in his word. Everything we need to know, it, it's right here. You want answers? It's, it's right here. Right? You, you want to know what God wants you to do? Read the Bible. You want to know how you should treat your spouse? Read the Bible. You, you want to know how to act at work? It's right here. Read the Bible. Or how to raise your kids? It's, it's in here. Read the Bible, right? You, you want to know what, what your character should look like? Read the Bible. You want to know who it is that you should marry? It's not in here, right? That, that, one's, that one's not in here, right? You're, you're not going to find out. But what it will tell you, is what you're, what you're looking for, right? What that person should look like. It will tell you what your relationship should look like. So when you find that person, it really doesn't matter what their name is. Just put a ring on it, right? Because you know, you know what it is that you're looking for. See, God has already spoken through his word. Fourth one is this. You need to die to self. Let me ask you this question. Do you want what you want, or do you want what God wants for you? See, I think a lot of the times, if I'm my life, right, a lot of the times I, I just want God to give me permission to do what it is that, that I want, right? And, and God's like, you know, that's not, not trusting me with your whole heart. God wants us to trust that he knows what is best for our lives and then be willing to do it whatever, it, whatever it is, right? Jesus, when he was in the garden before going to the cross, he said, God, not my will, not my plans, not my way, but yours. Right? God, that's, that's what matters most to me. I don't know if you've noticed, but we haven't even asked God for anything yet, right? Like, like too often we just jump right into asking God, God, I need this. I, I need you to show up. I need you to do this. And, and then we wonder why we aren't ready to hear or to understand what it is that God's saying to us. See, for, for Donnie, it, it takes at least the, these four steps have to happen before I'm even ready to ask God for anything. It's kind of like the Karate Kid, right? You remember that movie, right? And, and he just wants to go fight. And Mr. Miyagi's like, sand the floors, right? And he's like, this is, I don't want to do this, right? He's like, wash the windows, right? He's like, wax on, wax off, right? He's like, I, I just want to fight somebody. He's like, paint the fence, right? And he's got him like out there painting the fence. And then all of a sudden, one day when the fight happens, right? He's like, he's like, oh, right? Like he's blocking. He's like, oh, 
right? Like he's got all of these, all of these moves because he was ready, because he had been prepared to, to, for that moment. See, God wants you to get ready, and then, then you can ask for his direction. Number five, tell God what's going on. Right now you can tell him everything that you need, right? Everything that, that's going on in your life, everything that you're struggling with. You can even tell him, God, here's the answer I would love to have, right? Again, your will, not mine, but, but I would love this answer. It's okay to say those things to God. Be specific. He can handle it. He knows what's going on anyways, right? So you might as well just talk to him and, and you can go ahead and ask. Number six, then you need to wait for God. See, this is where you hear God's voice, right? It's, it's when you sit and you wait. And sometimes it's quick, and sometimes it takes a, a long time. But every person, when you go through the Bible, every person that God used in a significant way, they always had to sit in the waiting room for a period of time. See, God's perfect. He's in control. His answers are always perfect. And so you just have to trust that his timing is, is too. Why, why does he make us wait? I, I, I don't know, but I think, there's, I think there's a few reasons. And I remember Rick Warren teaching, teaching this too. When, here's the first one. When the request is not right, God says no. Right? When, when you've made the wrong request, God says Sometimes as a parent, right, you have to say no to your kids. And, it, and it's not that, it, sometimes it's even hard to explain. They don't get it, right? But you're just like, no, it's not what's best for you. And God doesn't owe you an explanation as to why he said no. It's just sometimes the right thing to do. Maybe it's because he has something even better for you. You're just, you just don't know it yet. Second is this, when the timing is not right, then God says, slow. So there's a big difference between a delay and a denial, right? There's a, a difference between no and, and not yet, and spiritual maturity is learning how to, to find the difference between the two. When the request and the timing are right, but you're not right, then God says, grow. So sometimes God ha wants you to do something in your life. He, he wants to do something in your life before he does something for your life. Because you're just not ready to handle it. You're, you're not ready for that answer, right, that, that God is, is going to give to you. This is why it's important that we get our hearts clean, that we die to ourselves, so that this last one can happen. When the request is right, and the timing's right, and you're right, well then God says, go. And there's nothing like getting an answer to prayer, right? And, and we should celebrate, and we should thank him, and, and then we go into the seventh one, which is, which is this. When God speaks, we obey. When the, when the creator of the universe tells you something, when he answers your prayer, when he speaks to you, then you do it. Because the faster we respond, the closer we get to God. The more often we obey, the, the faster we are to recognize his voice next time. And we know what it is that God is saying to us. How, how do I know, Donnie, that, that it's coming from God? A couple things real quick. One is, is, is it consistent with the Bible? Because God's never going to tell you something that, that contradicts his word. He never will. Is it consistent with the Bible? Will it make me more like Jesus? Right? Because if Jesus didn't do it or wouldn't have done it, then God's never going to ask you to do it either. Right? And so that's a simple one. And then the last one is, is do I have God's peace about it? See, sometimes God convicts us and he says, you know what, this needs to change in your life. I want to take you in this direction. I know this might not be comfortable, but, but I'm leading you here. That's different than when Satan condemns us and simply says, you're just, you're not good enough. You have no value. Nobody cares about you. Nobody loves you. You're not worth anything. See, there's a big difference between those two. We need to listen and then understand and obey. See, no matter what the cost, no matter what the circumstance. Imagine our lives. Right? If, if, we, if we could put this into practice in our lives, if we didn't have to walk around guessing, right, guessing our way through life, but instead we could listen for God's voice in everything you do and everywhere you go, imagine the difference that would make. God's got an incredible plan for your life. He wants the best for you.
Next week, we're going to finish by talking about how, how we make decisions that keeps our lives on track for where God is leading us. Will you bow with me as we pray? Father, I thank you. God, I thank you that you're a God that always, always speaks. That you speak through your word. That you've given us your word that has everything that we need to know, to, to, everything we need to get to know you better. Everything we need to understand what you did for us through your son, Jesus. Everything we need to know in terms of how we should live our lives. God, you've given it to us in our word. Thank you that you speak to us through your spirit. That when we put our trust in you, you give your spirit to guide us and to lead us. Thank you, God, for, for people in our lives that have a different perspective, that have wisdom and love you and love us, that can also guide us and, and, and help us with understanding in certain times in our lives. God, we pray that you help us to choose to listen. God, help us to learn how to, how to lean in. Father, to learn the different ways that you speak to us. And, and God, help us to be so quick to respond. Help us to get ready, to, to ready our hearts, to always be ready to hear from you. God, help us to be willing to wait for as long as it takes for you to speak. And then God, help us to, to quickly obey. No matter what it is that you ask us to do. Because we trust you and we trust that your plan for our lives is always best. Thank you, God, for loving us so much. We praise you and we pray to us in your name. Amen.